same iPhone 8 chassis, new A15 chipset, and 5G radio coming next spring. Those are the latest leaks surrounding the iPhone SE 3 or iPhone SE 2022, whatever. But this story actually absolutely fascinates me and for a couple big reasons, because sponsored by CuriosityStream and Nebula. Last month, supply chain exfiltrator extraordinaire Guo Mingqi reiterated his expectations for an updated iPhone SE in the first half of 2022. An iPhone SE with an A15 Bionic, Trionic, a 5G radio, the cheapest iPhone 5G ever. Just this week, slightly better than randomly accurate rumor site Digitime said pretty much the same thing. Now Nikkei is piling on as well, but adding that that 5G will come courtesy of a Qualcomm X60 modem, a process shrinked and more efficient version of the X55 in the current iPhone 12 variant. Now, assuming all those reports are at all accurate, Apple will basically be taking the iPhone SE2, the one that launched back in spring of 2020 with an iPhone 8 chassis stuffed with a iPhone 11 A13 chipset and LTE radio, keeping that exact same chassis and restuffing it with an iPhone 13 A15 chipset and 5G radio. Now, for those of you trying to plan out your next purchases and upgrades, I'll get to how I personally think it'll compare with the iPhone 13 value-wise in an alligator Loki hot minute. But given the dodgy state of rumors these days, I kind of want to sanity check them first. In other words, do they make the kind of sense that does or just the kind of sense that doesn't? Well, first half of 2022, which typically means spring 2022, would line up with the OG iPhone SE launch in spring of 2016 and the second edition launch in the spring of 2020. There were four years between those generations though, and there'd only be two between these, but those generations resulted in a move from the iPhone 5S to the iPhone 8 chassis. And this one, well, this one is sticking with that iPhone 8 chassis. So maybe it's more of an iPhone SES instead of what some previous rumors suggested. And that was going with a modified iPhone XR or 11 chassis minus face ID, plus touch ID and the power button like the iPad Air. Could be that Apple is saving that for a 2023 or 2024 update or for a bigger iPhone SE Plus at some point as well. Sticking with the iPhone 8 chassis for a second update is strategically closer to what Apple does with products that are super low cost and just popular enough to keep around but not anywhere nearly popular enough to justify a significant update. That whole old devices a few customers love with new internals so they can keep on loving them just a little while longer strategy. The one Apple's been using for the iPod Touch periodically over the years and the entry-level iPad nothing for a while now, each year, every year. Giving the updated iPhone SE an A15 chipset, which is Apple's next generation silicon architecture and likely the basis for M2 as well at some point next year, means the 399 iPhone will continue to have better performance efficiency than anything other than an iPhone 13, including any other full price premium flagships on the market. It'll also ensure anyone buying an iPhone SE 3 in 2022 or anytime soon thereafter will have enough overhead for iOS updates and new apps going into like 2026 or 27. I mean, the original SE launched with iOS 9 back in 2016 and it'll be updated to iOS 15 later this year in 2021. 
limited features, sure, but still updated. And that is just a ton of value for $399. The big question will be, of course, battery life. The current iPhone SE 2 with an A13 struggles to make it through the day on anything more than a really, really light workload. Will the iPhone 14 hit it even harder? And that's actually tough to say because Apple has been making the A series chips faster over the last few generations, but also much, much more efficient. And this would move the iPhone SE, not just two silicon generations forward, but shrink it down from a seven to a five nanometer process. So we'll just have to wait and see how mythical phones with fantasy specs perform in the very real world if and when they're actually launched. But real fake or just really fake, 5G will almost certainly hit the battery harder than LTE. X60 will also be moving Qualcomm's modems to a five nanometer process but to Samsung's process because Apple pretty much bought out all of TSMC's capacity and Samsung's process this generation just isn't quite as efficient as TSMC's. But even just that process shrink in and of itself should still make the X60 just that much more efficient than the X55 we have in the iPhone 12 right now. Now, again, if these reports are at all accurate, the iPhone SE 3 won't have the modern design of the iPhone 13. It won't have face ID, a high dynamic range OLED display, an ultra wide angle or optional telephoto camera, a U1 chip, or any of the other flagship iPhone latest bells and greatest whistles. Even though it will have the iPhone 13 image signal processor to make the presumably still single camera system just all that it can computationally be, but for $399, assuming Apple keeps that price point, way, way less than even the iPhone 13 mini's estimated $700 starting price, which means less phone, sure, but for a lot less money. Pretty much the same trade-off we have now today with the iPhone SE 2 and the iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12 regular even. So while I don't imagine this will lure any tech aficionados or premium price insensitive customers away from the next iPhone 13 flagships, I do think it'll continue to appeal to Android switchers who will be tempted by the performance-fueled value prop, but also more casual iPhone upgraders who are still holding on to their iPhone 7 or iPhone 8, maybe even their SE 2, and wanna stay on that home button platform and low-cost train for as long as they absolutely can. Now, I do have an idea for an entirely different iPhone SE. I would just all caps love to see Apple test on the market not an iPhone SES as much as an iPhone SEX. X is in 10, stop it. But it's a real tangent, so I'll save that for the Nebula version of this video. And that's where I post all of my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, and many of them with extended bonus content as well, sometimes twice or three times as long, like event reactions, interviews, explainers, and more, as well as all the ad-free and often extended videos on Nebula from MKBHD, TechAlter, Jordan Harrod, Ali Abdal, Real Science, Georgia Dow, Epos Fox, and so many more. And you can get a Nebula subscription bundled in for free when you sign up at curiositystream.com slash Renee or just click the link in the description. And right now, because you watch this channel, you can get that bundle for 26% off for a whole entire year. And that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Nigel Latta's Explosions for over 26% off, less than $15 a year. Just click the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Renee Ritchie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel.